Good evening, world. This is the podcast Asafras, and your hostess, Laura Cattell. Terribly sorry we didn't check in last night, but we weren't exactly feeling the best, so hope you'll forgive me. But today we're back. We're back to recapping our book, The Secret, and its topic of conversation, The Law of Attraction, and offering practical solutions that hopefully you find value in and you can use them to incorporate into your life. I always found the book uh, was missing some key components, certainly that uh, people need to be aware of, because there's a lot of people that have used the book The Secret and they're like, all right, why isn't it working in my life? So we're going to get back to that today, but before I do that, Quick shout out to my guys and gals in the restaurant industry. Hang in there. Hang in there. I promise there's another day coming. You'll be missed far more than you know. Please stick around. Can't wait to see you again. Can't wait to see you again. I know it's difficult. Thank you for doing what you do. You're appreciated. I love you guys. Can't wait to see all of my restaurant peoples again. I swear I'm just going to take like a half a day and just sit in a restaurant and just enjoy the ambiance. That's not exactly what I'm going to do. Okay. So back to the book and we're going to start. We're going to start back out in feelings. At the bottom of the page on 34. So. We have all experienced those days or times when one thing after another goes wrong. The chain reaction began with one thought, whether you were aware of it or not. That one bad thought attracted more bad thoughts, the frequency locked in, and eventually something went wrong. And I don't like using bad. I like using negative. They use bad thoughts. Obviously you don't understand what I mean when I say bad thoughts, but prefer negative thoughts. Because when you think bad in relation to this sort of thing, it sort of brings a connotation of, like, off-limits. Once you start making thoughts off-limits, that's when darker stuff starts to come out. You are a human being, you need to think both types, but you need to not necessarily let the negativity affect you. You still need to be aware of it, because those thoughts can't be off-limits. If you're getting a bad vibe off of somebody in a dark alley who's approaching you and you might think that they want to, you know, do nasty things, it's probably a good idea for you to get out of there. You still need to pay attention to the negative thoughts. Bad, saying, sometimes saying bad thoughts means to some people that it's off limits. No, 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 no. You still need to be aware of them. You just need not to let the negativity soak in, make it a repetition, make it a consistent negativity thing, and then let it become an obsession. Or let it rule you. You still need to be aware of them. They can't be off limits. So I just wanted to put that in there. So. Then as you reacted to that one thing going wrong, you attracted more things going wrong. Reactions just attract more of the same. And the chain reaction must keep occurring until you move yourself off of that frequency by intentionally changing your thoughts. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, I love my... Non-stop apps that 
decide to pop up when I'm reading. You can shift your thoughts to what you want. Receive confirmation through your feelings that you've changed your frequency. We went over this. When we're feeling bad, we're thinking thoughts that are bad. When we're feeling good, we're thinking thoughts that are good. It is impossible to think a bad thought and have a good feeling. It is also impossible to have a good, uh, a bad feeling with a good thought. You can't have one without the other. It has good thoughts make good feelings. Bad thoughts make bad feelings. So if you're feeling bad, you don't need to change what it is that you're thinking. So just a quick recap there. Now, here is where you can harness your feelings and use them to turbocharge what you want in your life. You can purposefully use your feelings to transmit an even more powerful frequency by adding feeling to what it is that you are wanting. Insert by Michael Bernard Beckwith. You can begin right now to feel healthy. You, begin, you can begin to feel prosperous. You can begin to feel the love that's surrounding you, even if it's not there. And what will happen is the universe will correspond to the nature of your song. The universe will correspond to the nature of that inner feeling and manifest, because that's the way you feel. So, what are you feeling now? Take a few moments to think about how you feel. If you're not feeling as good as you'd like to, focus on feeling your feelings inside and purposefully lift them. This, this um, I was talking about this earlier. Uh, remember we did our gratitude meditation? I wanted you to get into the state, right? Tony Robbins calls it being in the state of... But where Michael Bernard Beckwith and the author of The Secret, I do believe, Rhonda Byrne, yeah, Rhonda Byrne, are talking about feelings here. Okay? You want to be in the state of whatever that feeling is. Usually, but usually gratitude is the one that supercharges it the most. So, let's, let's go over this now. You can begin to feel healthy. Alright? All you have to do is imagine... What it would feel like to feel healthy. Imagine the feeling of being healthy. You take a deep breath in. And you feel your lungs expand and you feel alive. What does healthy mean to you? Just feel what healthy would mean to you. You can begin to feel prosperous. How would it feel? Would it feel relief? Would it feel you can breathe? Would it be able to sleep in in the morning? What would being prosperous feel like? Okay. You can't have a bad thought and a good feeling. And the two link each other up. So you exude a good feeling in connection with the future that you want, whether it's a maybe you're you're really desperately needing that miracle check to come in. Feeling the gratitude of it coming in but when you needed it the most and just sitting there and being grateful feel how good that feels that that weight that's lifted right as much feeling as you can put into whatever vision it is that you're trying to hold is the quicker it comes to you it has absolutely no other no other possible way of coming once you do this consistently so i just wanted to put that in there
So let's go back to that exercise of taking a few moments to think about how you feel. If you're not feeling as good as you'd like, focus on feeling your feelings inside and purposefully lift them. Now, if you're having an issue with this, it's not really that there's some inner mechanism that you have to activate. What we're discovering is that the imagination itself is the mechanism by which you activate. All you have to do is imagine when it comes to energy because you're using your brain to create a thought of what you want that doesn't currently exist. You are already manipulating energy by doing so. So when he says in here, focus on feeling your feelings inside and purposefully lift them, all you have to do is close your eyes, become aware of what it is you're feeling, and then tell yourself, you know, however it is you want, and just imagine yourself lifting those feelings up. Maybe you need to imagine something tactile. Maybe a hug from your best friend or your mom or your grandma or your favorite aunt. Maybe purposefully lifting them is imagining a place where you can feel completely at peace and at ease. Maybe it's a beach. Maybe it's a forest. Maybe it's your bedroom under the covers. Okay? However purposefully lifting your emotions feels like in your imagination you could you can have a pink unicorn show up if that's what really makes you feel better and tell you you're doing just fine it doesn't matter because when it comes to your imagination there's nothing that's off limits you know what makes you feel good use your imagination Maybe it's your fairy, your fairy godmother you imagine comes down out of the sky with a magic blank that wraps you up and makes you feel like every perfect comfort you've ever felt in your life. With a big huge smile on her face and a big mug of hot cocoa. I don't care what it is. It doesn't matter what it is. What matters is what it is to you. What state does that feeling put you in? Okay, so I wanted to really take that one apart there. Focus on feeling your feelings inside and purposefully lift them. All it takes is you imagining yourself lifting your feelings up. Maybe you imagine your inner self dragging yourself down from out of the pits of despair of wherever it is you're feeling and up into the light. It doesn't matter. You can use whatever your little imagination delights to come up with. Okay. That's an amazing, um, that's an amazing tool that you can use, by the way. When you really start playing around with this, your imagination is the mechanism by which you're activating all of the energetic things within yourself. The better you can get at using your imagination is the better off you're going to be. Especially when you figure out how to attach the emotion of what it is that you're wanting to get to the thing you're imagining in your head. 
Now you're using your imagination to create things that you want versus worry, which is using imagination to create things you don't want. Okay, that got a little off topic, so back to the book. As you focus intensely on your feelings with the intention to lift yourself, you can powerfully elevate them. One way is to close your eyes, shutting out distractions, focus on your feelings inside, and smile for one minute. And this is actually scientifically proven. You can't feel bad inside when you have a smile on your face. You can, you, it can actually be problematic for you to try and force yourself to smile. You might feel silly. You're going to have a whole bunch of thoughts going on in the back of your head. Try it. Close your eyes and just smile as if it's Christmas morning and you're five years old again and you know Santa just brought you every single thing that you've ever asked for. That nice, big, huge, stupid, silly grin of a smile. And just hold that there for one minute. It will change how you're feeling. And it's kind of cool. Kind of freaky, but it's kind of cool. And there's a whole uh, devotion of science to this, how some muscle movements change the state of what we're feeling inside. They actually did studies on this um, when kids make their, or even adults make like the, a superhero pose with their hands on their hips and their chest out and their, uh, their feet kind of um, hip, hip width apart. Staying in that for one minute or two minutes revs up people's confidence. It's a fascinating, fascinating um, topic of research. There are certain body movements that change our emotional state of being. They're not just random, like the previous... Uh, medical understanding was that the mind was doing one thing and monitoring the body and the body was just a puppet responding to the directions of the mind. That's not entirely so because if body movements can alter our emotional state then the body and mind relationship is more symbiotic and reciprocal not necessarily puppet master scenario like it was previously understood. So that's a really fascinating topic of research, and I can't wait to see what more things come um, come out of that as years go by. So, back to the book. Insert by Lisa Nichols. Your thoughts and feelings create your life, and it will always be that way, guaranteed. Just like the law of gravity, the law of attraction never slips up. You don't see pigs flying because the law of gravity made a mistake and forgot to apply gravity to pigs that day. Likewise, there are no exclusions to the law of attraction. If something came to you, you drew it with prolonged thought. The law of attraction is precise. Insert by Michael Bernard Beckwith. It's hard to swallow, but when we can begin to open ourselves up to that, the ramifications are awesome. It means that whatever thought has done in your life, it can also be undone through a shift in your awareness. 
That is powerful. A lot of times we sit here and we get down in the dumps. And I'm actually getting ready to um, put together a mastermind for women that have had some really horrible trauma in their lives of uh, losing their child. But a lot of times what happens when we feel like something is going wrong in our lives, we feel like it's unavoidable. We feel like it's permanent. Oh, I'm going to be this way forever. I'm hopeless. No, you're not. Nobody is. It isn't hopeless until you earnestly believe that it is hopeless. Yes, bad things do happen. But the one power you have on anything is how you respond to it. How long you hold on to the pain from it. Because I'll tell you this one from experience. The deepest pain that you'll be in, and then you'll get to the other side of it, I mean, really break through to the other side of it, because there are there is a breakthrough point. It's like crossing an electrified river, but you know once you get to the other side, it's done and over. I, it's a weird way to explain it, and I can't... I'm trying to figure out a much more eloquent, much more layman's terms way of explaining it, but I'm I'm having a big problem getting it into words myself. But... You look back at what the what you were doing to yourself and how much you were kicking yourself and screaming at yourself and generally carrying on. And I'll be honest, the first thing I said to myself after looking at my behavior over the last 10 years when I finally woke up after my son had died and I said, you big fucking idiot. I said that to myself. I did not say that to anyone else. I said that to myself. First thing out of my mouth. You fucking idiot. Why were you doing this to yourself? And the craziest thing it is, we will fight to hold on to pain. Because it becomes an identity. It is. We're, we end up becoming so scared of what we are without that pain, we'll fight to hold on to it. And we'll come up with the most ridiculous... Um, excuses. But we'll fight to hold on to pain. Where is a piece of pain in your life that you're fighting to hold on to? Maybe you grew up with divorcing parents. And they made you feel horrible about yourself. It's not your fault. As an adult, you know it's not your fault. But how often do you find yourself sitting there saying, Oh, my parents were divorcees, and I'm just no good at relationships. I probably learned it from them. Or, my parents were always poor. I don't know how to earn money other than to just, you know, slave my ass off all day long. My ex-husband was a jerk, and he really brought me down. I don't trust men anymore. That is all pain that you're willingly holding on to. Because the reality is that not all men are like that. 
And you can't possibly know that until you go out and... Well, I don't necessarily suggest dating all men, but you get the point. You have to go out and try again. Just because your parents got a divorce does not mean that you're hopeless in relationships. That is a belief that you created about yourself, watching your parents going through divorce, thinking, well, you know, I'm their progeny. I'm probably the, I'm probably bad at that too, watching them going on like that. No, you're not. You're completely, dis- you're dis- completely distinct and different. Just because your parents are one thing or another does not mean that you're fated to end up the same. But we tell ourselves these things, don't we? We tell ourselves these things because those are the things that we have learned how to be. Not necessarily the things that actually or factually represent the who we are inside. Isn't it? That doesn't necessarily mean that's who we are inside. Alright, because for all the things that you say you're inevitable because my parents were this. You also have a list of things that you know that you're not good at. That you're, or, um, know that you're good at that your parents are not. Alright. My dad was astoundingly awesome at math. I hate math. It frustrates me no end. I don't get it. I don't want to get it. I don't care to get it. I am not good at math. My dad is awesome at math. Alright. Sometimes we'll inherit one trait from a parent that cancels out the other trait from a parent. You have the power to figure out and change which ones serve you and which ones don't. Yes, they're learned behaviors, but that doesn't mean that you have to keep them as a learned behavior. Same way that you break a bad habit. How do you break smoking? How do you break twirling your hair or your ring? Fidgeting. Beliefs that you hold inside are the same way. And you have to break them like a bad habit in the same way. By constantly doing in the opposite. Alright. If you're constantly down on yourself, find a space in in the day to look yourself in the mirror and tell yourself every compliment you wish someone else would tell you. First time I did that, I cried. Seriously, I did. First time I looked in the mirror, I told you, I love you. I'm sorry I haven't been taking care of you like I should be, or listening to you when you're sad, depressed, angry, or anything else. And I just sat there and I had a conversation with myself. And that might seem silly to other people, but try it. Don't wait for someone else to give you a compliment. I went over um, Matthew McConaughey's really awesome 
um, uh, pep talk speech the other day. Do it because you want to do it. Do it because it makes you feel beautiful. Wear the makeup for no other reason because you want to experiment. Because you want to look pretty. Because you want to. Buy that amazing shirt that you're not sure if anybody else is going to like. But you think it's absolutely divine. Because you want to. Get yourself dolled up for no other reason. But because you want to. Am I making sense? I hope I'm making sense. So we're getting a little long today. Well, <laughs> I had been going at 30 minutes, so we're approaching getting long. So we're going to do our two-minute brain break. So if you're not already sitting, go ahead and find yourself some place to sit. Close your eyes. And take a nice deep breath in. And let it back out. And let's take a nice another nice deep breath in. And let it back out. And just take this moment and just let your focus gently rest wherever it is you are, wherever it is you're sitting, maybe you're lying down. Just become aware of the moment. gentle rise and fall of your chest as you breathe in and out. The sounds of the weather outside, the feel of the temperature inside, is it warm, is it cool? Just gentle focus. And we're back in three, two, one, and we're back. So, we did some interesting stuff today. Did some fantastic little awareness exercises. I hope I provided value for you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being here. I greatly appreciate you. Can't wait to see you guys tomorrow. Have a great rest of your night. Sassafras out.